True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here with Savannah Arroyo. Savannah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you. I'm grateful to be here. I am grateful to have you here. Uh, let's jump right in, Savannah. You know, we just connected on Instagram recently. Um, I know that you're uh, you are very active in on Instagram and learning some other platforms. But tell us um, before we forget. Tell us like what is your brand and and then let's get into your story and and how you got there a little bit. Yeah, so I am the net worth nurse. Um, I am obviously a full time registered nurse by day. Um, I graduated up from Sacramento, Sacramento State with nursing, worked in a couple of different specialties, um, went back and got my master's degree in leadership and administration, moved down to Los Angeles. And right now I'm overseeing multiple departments at a hospital down here in LA, got into multifamily the beginning of the year, um, signed up for a coaching program just to really get the support on that and um, just did our first deal. So you just did your first deal. Congratulations. Uh, you, you said you closed how long ago? Uh, like three weeks. Three weeks. That's great. I love it because it's fresh and raw and new. So we're going to be able to get all that raw uh, information out of you. So yes, fantastic. Um, so let, let backtrack real quick. So, so you're a nurse in LA yep. and you, you said just this year, you learned about multifamily investing. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I, we started investing in single family homes and I am a podcast binger. I read a lot of books, started digging into real estate. And the biggest thing I heard people was saying was that they wanted to scale faster with multifamily. That was like their biggest regret. So I'm like, well, I'm going to take that, uh, food for thought and just get started in multifamily right now. So, um, yeah, why jumped wait, right, right in. Yeah. Okay. So you did have some single families or, or at least yes. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that was all this year. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. Look at you. I love it. Great. So how does someone go from saying, I want to do that. I hear about it on all these podcasts to actually going and closing on a property. There's a, there's a big gap there. So yeah. uh, fill us in on, on some of the space there. So for us, it was definitely, where are we going to get the money to do this? Um, so we started, like I said, listening to podcasts, talking to people, and we learned that there's a lot of different ways to tap into capital. So uh, the first thing we did was uh, we worked with an amazing lender to refinance our home at the beginning of the year. And he was like, hey, do you know you have over $100,000 worth of equity in this house? And we were like, nice. what's that? What can you do with that? <laughs> and um, he's like, you can pull it out. You can do this, that, and the other with it. You can buy investment homes. And we were like, wait, what? You can do that? So took it out at a pretty low rate, used it to, as a down payment and on a couple of homes over in Georgia. So started with that. Um, then everything that's going on with the uh, COVID, you, there's a lot of opportunity to tap into your 401k through the CARES Act. So we, my husband and I both took advantage of that, took some of our retirement to start investing in multifamily. Wow. Wow. So much to unpack there real quick. So from from 100k in equity in your house yeah. and then you decide 
not California, which I guess makes sense because the prices, right? But yeah. How and why Georgia? So Georgia, again, we just started doing tons of research. There's hot markets. I mean, even if you hop on Facebook and start exploring real estate, you see here people investing in Texas. It's huge right now. Arizona, Georgia's pretty big. The Carolinas, we personally have friends over in Georgia. Uh, the film industry is near to our yeah. heart here in LA and it's taking off in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So that was a big reason for us. Um, and the price to entry is a lot lower than LA. Right. Is it tough in LA to buy buy rental <laughs> <Yeah>. property? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's great. So so you started thinking about money as your biggest obstacle. Yeah. Um, what about the educational piece? Yeah, that too. I mean, so podcasts were huge. I was listening to that every day to work, home from work. I was on maternity leave at the beginning of the year. So every park walk, I was listening to hours of podcasts. Um, jumped onto Amazon, got some books, got audiobooks. Anytime my husband and I went on a road trip, we were listening to four hours of an audiobook. Um, there's so many resources resources to just kind of educate yourself. YouTube videos, that's huge. We call it yeah. YouTube University. You can just really educate yourself on anything yeah. out there and real estate was for us. So that's great. Sounds like you fell hard for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obsessed. Uh, yeah. I hear that. Um, the walks and, and all that. You're, you're speaking my language, you know, both. I know we both have young kids. And, and so it's like, what are we going to do to pass this time? Right. Listen to some real estate, right? Yeah. Um, so if we could sidebar real quick, things are not busy in the hospital these days. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, is so, your day job like super demanding? Yeah, yeah. Man, healthcare this year has just it, it's even surprised me at being in it years. Um, so especially as an administrator, I'm in the leadership team. So back in March, it was daily changes for my staff. We were getting laid different policies and procedures literally on a day-to-day -day basis of different workflows that we were going to implement in the hospital. Even now with the talk of the vaccine coming out, it's daily changes and staffing. And yeah, it's pretty overwhelming, but it's like really become the constant is change. And I work with amazing people who it's just been we're just taking it as it comes and we have, we have a strong leadership team. So we just kind of, yeah, we're changes a constant there, but I've used that to kind of navigate throughout real estate because it's a lot of moving pieces in real estate too. So I've really leaned on my foundation and nursing and my, my experience with administration there to help me and grow in real estate. It's been very foundational. That's great. Okay. So it's not something that's taking, 100 hours a week, you're still able to keep some relatively normal hours and, and yes. have some time to focus on real estate? Yeah. I mean, I sacrifice, I don't Netflix binge half as much as I used to. <laughs> I mean, after we put the kids to bed, my husband and I are up looking at properties, underwriting deals, getting involved on social media. So it's definitely, we're put a lot of hours in it, but we just sacrifice other things. Yeah, well, you have prioritized what's important, right? And exactly. um, you've adjusted, and you know it's it's very tough, and and I can say that you know because I'm right there with you with the two young kids, and yeah, to to prioritize family time, and then you know you, you you're married, so you have a relationship there, and yeah. you got your job, and then now <laughs> yeah. you want to go on this grand adventure and <laughs> go buy some multifamily property, but there's yeah. you know legal, and there's money, and there's mm -hmm. uh, returns for investors. And, and all these things that's like, oh, man, there's so many pieces to put together. Yeah. So 
So then tell me, you have all this going on in an unprecedented time, you know, in, in our country with, with this pandemic and you're super busy and I'm sure distracted with work. Talk me through the process of getting that first multifamily deal. We were just looking in Georgia just because we had our single family homes over there. We were looking heavily over there. Also North Carolina. Um, and then on the West Coast, we were looking at Arizona, New Mexico, Reno, and then Oregon. My parents live there. So we were just kind of looking like, hey, what what is it even like there? Just because we are more curious than anything. And we um, reached out to a couple different brokers, created a great relationship with the one that was working with us up there. And he saw a off-market deal, looked um, strong value add, which was what we were looking for. Um, rents were 18% below market. And there was an opportunity to turn a storage unit into a extra studio. So that just skyrockets the NOI. And um, after doing the underwriting, working the numbers, it worked and we put an offer in. So the value you see there, 18%, you said under market rent yep. and a storage unit that could be converted to actual rentable square square. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, tell me about the whole process of going through your first syndication. I mean, was it easy breezy or, or any roadblocks um, going through the process of raising money? You know, talk us through that. Yeah. Um, so we, we raised from friends and family for this deal. We were just kind of let people know what we were doing. People knew that we were getting active into real estate and people kind of wanted to hop on board with us. So, um, we raised from friends and family for this first deal, 250K raise. We invested in the deal ourselves, um, got it through a local credit union in the area, um, 25% down 3.8 interest rate, which is pretty good terms. Um, and the the syndication part was was a little difficult um just in terms of raising money you really got to know what you're talking about you gotta you gotta understand the deal inside outside up down um because your investors will have questions so that was uh, a curve for us it was our first time syndicating so we spent a lot of time with our investors a lot of time explaining what we saw on the property where the numbers were what returns they were going to get um, but overall, it, it was great. How many investors did you have to bring on? Four. Okay. Four. So each one around 50 to 75 or so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Those first, the first one is the hardest, right? I mean, yeah. And having those conversations and, and uh, just tell, tell us about, you know, it, it's something that a lot, a lot of times comes up with capital raising. The first deal is like, you get caught up and maybe I don't know the answer. So, so talk us through, like, someone's going to ask you some good questions. Um, talk us through that, that process of, of raising it, still trying to instill some confidence, uh, but maybe not having all the answers that, that they want you to have. Yeah. So, I mean, you really have to do your homework and you're not going to get all the information from the OM and the broker. It's, it's a constant communication with your lender and talking about what kind of terms you're going to be getting and talking to your property manager of like, Hey, this rent is way below market. What realistically are we going to be able to raise it every year? Like what talking to a contractor and being like, okay, well, how much is it going to cost to turn this studio in or the storage unit into a studio? We have, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces and it's constant communication on our end initially to do that digging. Um, but we needed all that information for our underwriting to begin with. So, and then the same questions we had for those people were usually the same questions that our investors had, you know? So when right. we did our homework, it made those questions easier to answer. And so let's talk about the money piece a little bit because you said 25% down 3.8, fantastic, great yeah. rate. Yeah. Um, 
Where is the are the renovation funds coming from? So we did that in our initial raise. We put that okay. into our underwriting. It was cash to close. So we incorporated that into the cash that we needed. So you to close came the in with the cash. Raise. Okay. So you raised your down payment and then you raised the construction on top yeah. of any other fees. Okay. Got it. Yes. Um, and so who's managing that? Because as you said, you're in Southern California, this property is in Oregon. Um, what's that process like? Yeah, so I have heard, and I mean, for obvious reason, the property manager is such a huge important piece um, because they're the ones that are really implementing the business plan on a day-to-day -day basis. So we vetted out a couple of different property managers in the area. Um, it's a small little coastal town. So there were a couple people who are our, our property manager there was born and raised there. She's been doing it 20 plus years. She knew the when I called her to interview her, she knew exactly the building, how many two bedroom, one bath, one bedroom, one bath. She knew the building in and out. She knew everything about it. So that was helpful. Um, also, she just was very, she knew what she was talking about. She knew what we would be able to raise market rent. She managed uh, multiple other properties in the area. So she had comparisons, firsthand knowledge. Um, she had overseen a lot of different construction projects. So with what we plan to do with the property, she was the perfect person. Got it. Uh, how many property managers did you say you spoke to? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. And um, market knowledge and knowledge of this property is really what, what set her apart. Yeah. And personality, because especially okay. this person, we're going to be talking to them on a weekly basis for the first few months while we're really trying to renovate that unit and figure out our business plan and make sure it's on track. So you want to make sure your personalities mesh and your communication styles mesh. And you're just kind of on the same page with that respect, because we're going to be with her for our exit strategies three years. So we're going to be working with her very closely for three years. So we just wanted yeah. to make sure it was a good fit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, our, our first episode of this show was all about how I fired a property manager that just was oh, not working. Ouch. And yeah. um, actually in 2018, we fired um, uh, property managers on every asset that we had and, and started fresh because um, it just, things were not working. And, yeah. And once you have a great property manager that is your partner and you're, you know, a great trusted team member, then you realize how bad you and what, how much crap you've been putting up with, frankly, yeah, in um, from, from others. Exactly. And once you're, once that like opens your eyes then wow, um, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a whole new world to have a solid, <laughs> solid property manager who's going to get things done. Now, yeah. is this property manager handling the construction and renovation? So she's overseeing it. Yeah, we, I had vetted out a, a contractor to begin with. Um, like I said, my parents were up there and my dad's kind of in the construction. So we knew someone, um, but he, that he had worked closely with. So we had him go out to the property. He looked at it during our due diligence phase, walked every unit with the property manager. Um, he was able to give us really accurate numbers on what it would take to um, renovate that unit. And then just kind of some upkeep items that needed to be done around the property as well so that we could make sure our underwriting was exact. Now, are you renovating all the units or or they're mostly in good shape? Uh, most of them are in good shape. Um, there's a couple items that are a little bit run down. Um, nothing huge, no major capital expenditures, just kind of some cosmetic items in one of the units, maybe some countertops, the flooring in another unit, paint maybe in another unit, really minimal things that we could do as tenants turnover. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And is it fully occupied? 
Yes. Yep. It's a very, very strong mm-hmm. rental market up there. Um, we were underwriting 7% vacancy, but more realistic for that area is like 4%. It's when a tenant moves out, there's a wait list. Someone's in the next week. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And has, you know, the, through the seller or through um, your ownership, have you guys had any challenges with tenants paying on time or any COVID related issues? So no, since the beginning of the year, there's been no delinquencies on this. So I love it. That's great. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's, that's one of the first questions from our investors for obvious reason is like, well, wait, what do you mean? People aren't paying rent out there. It's COVID. Like no one's can getting, you know, you can't evict people. So people aren't paying rent, but that's just kind of, I think mainstream media pushing that out there, that fear with people, but with this building, um, it, definitely hasn't happened. And even our property manager said for all the other properties she's managing, she hasn't seen that. So I know okay. it's happening in some places, but in this market with it's not. Okay. Makes sense. So would you say it's like a ABC market? What would you say? Uh, probably C plus B minus. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's really great. You know, we've, we had mixed results um, across our properties, but you know, there's, there's only so much you can do. So, Hey, take, take that and run with it. If you've yeah. got uh, all, all paying tenants and hundred percent occupancy, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so where are you in the build out from the storage unit to the, you said it's going to be a studio or a one bedroom? A studio. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we just got it uh, officially three weeks ago. So our contractor's just getting in and starting renovation on that. Our property manager just this last weekend already served the tenants with the rent increase, the 90 day uh, notice to rent increase. And she said she had no objections, um, which is great. Um, So she plans, we plan to start getting that going as well. So then that, yep, our value add. I think you just titled our episode. She had no (laughs) Rental, no objections to an 18% rent increase. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Okay. So sounds like things are are just swimming right along. So tell me, um, tell me something. You gotta give me something, a surprise. Yeah. Uh, something that did not go as as well as you might have hoped. Um, just even could be just a first time syndicator sort of surprise or lesson learned, what something you would do differently next time around. Yeah, I'm going to give you a little secret. So this is something that I stole from someone else on a podcast who he said with all his offers, he always submitted a personalized letter. And um, I've heard mixed things. You know, some people are like, that's ridiculous. If I was an agent and I saw that, I'd throw it away immediately. Other people were all about it. So um, my husband and I, when we put the offer in on this, we made a personalized letter. We put a picture of us and our two young daughters. We were like, hey, we're getting started in an apartment, uh, multifamily investing. We're buying this property. We want to create generational wealth, freedom with our family, um, that sort of thing. And we, it was really nice and personalized, submitted it to him. And he actually received a offer that was higher than ours and went with us because we submitted the letter and he made sure to tell the broker to tell us that. So, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I had heard that tip a long time ago, maybe through bigger pockets or something on like a smaller, um, never on apartment complex. So good for you. And and the fact that it worked and you got that feedback is, is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Little secret. <laughs> very good. Very good. So, so what's next now you've, you've gone through this big win. You've got, you've got everything in motion. What's, what's the plan moving forward? 
Yeah, so we're really just starting to grow our network. Um, I'm branding the net worth nurse, just kind of push that out. Um, really hoping to connect with other investors who are wanting to get into real estate. Um, I'm really active and involved on social media, like you said, but also in different networking groups that happen regularly throughout the week. Um, different Zoom calls, LA-based ones, but also general ones through other programs. So staying really active on that. We're underwriting deals. We're still looking um, in the markets that I mentioned before, Georgia, still Oregon, uh, New Mexico. So yeah, plans That's to keep buying more. That's great. I love it. I love it. Well, you have to leave us uh, before we go with your true multifamily tip, uh, which is just a piece of advice, uh, which you've already given us so much, um, but you jumped ahead before I asked. So I'm not going to count your uh, your letter that uh, that because that was a great one. But give, right. me, give us uh, your true multifamily tip as a piece of advice, a new apartment, uh, someone that wants to get into apartments. Maybe they're where you were a year ago. We're just starting to think about it. So what, what sort of advice or what's your, your true multifamily tip for them? All right. I'm going to say your network is your net worth and mainly because I'm the net worth nurse, but I'm saying this because as I've gotten into real estate, there are so many people out here doing this who want to collaborate and they want to share what they've learned. And so many people who I've connected with are wanting to get together and offer their support and their help with things. And it's really just such an amazing network of people. And I mean, even listening to podcasts, you'll hear other people just share their secrets. Like, and it's just because people are so juiced about real estate that they just want to scream it from the rooftops, like everything they're doing. And honestly, when I first got started in it, it I was a little skeptical and I'm like, everyone can do it. You're making so much money and it's so great, like too good to be true. And now the more I've listened to and the more I've talked to people, I'm like, wow, there are people out there from all walks of life doing this. And really, if you just take action and put yourself out there and get into it, I mean, really anyone can do it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really well said. I I 100% agree. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say is that uh, as you grow and and take on more properties, you know, there's there's always going to be hard lessons that that you learn, but you can learn through others, and yes. that's really you know part of the the mission of this this podcast is to help other people you know learn through through our own mistakes, and so that's um, you know that's something that I do appreciate about the podcast community, the real estate community. I 100% agree with you. It's the huge. the the wrong kind of people, the people that say no, I have you know industry secrets or whatever, or buy my thing for ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. You know, uh, that's fine. There's a place for that, and it, and that might help some people. But there's there's so many great people that just want to connect and and yeah. share their story and and help someone out. Because if you are the type of person that will put the kids to bed and then get to work after a whole day of work and get to work on building your business, then, you know, sky's the limit. So kudos to you. Congratulations. I hope that you'll come back for a follow-up on your next deal and, or as this one progresses and um, you get some more juicy stories for us, we would love to, to have you back on the show. Yeah, let's do Um, it. Before we go, please uh, take this chance to tell us, uh, tell the audience where they can find out more about you. Yeah. So anything under the net worth nurse. So my website is the networthnurse.com on Instagram. I'm the net worth nurse on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, but the best way is to hop over to my website. I have investor calls. You can schedule a call with me. I love connecting with people. You can sign up for our newsletter or just check out some of the resources that we have available there. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, we'll see you soon. My pleasure. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.